0: Peace and blessings and welcome to another episode of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Transparent Credit Repair, the superheroes of the financial literacy and credit repair world. If you're looking to open up your wallet to receive money instead of always paying out debts, fixing your credit can be an aid to bringing more income and more money into your house. Please, if you're looking to change your credit, contact Transparent Credit Repair at www.transparentcreditrepair.com or you can call them at 862-250-5122 and make sure you tell them Heritage Hip Hop sent you and you get something very special out of that referral. On this episode, we go to Long Island, New York to talk to Scotty Mack, an MC that overcame societal differences of opinion about himself to show you who he truly is and why his music is not only crafted mastery of wordplay but it has a message in it to inspire all who not only loves the art of hip-hop but loves the underdog and likes to see them rise make sure you stay tuned to this episode and i'll come back with the rest of my commentary when it's done
1: peace and blessings everybody welcome back to the heritage hip-hop podcast and i'm here with an MC that not only overcame your prejudice he overcame his ability to produce for you. Introduce yourself to the people, please.
2: What's going on, y'all? My name is Scotty Mack, a.k.a. Mr. O W T Y Mack, a rapper and MC, live performer from Long Island, New York. What's happening?
1: Hey, man, I'm at peace right now, and I'm happy to get to talk to you because your story really interests me. And before we get, we get into it, shout out to Strong Island. You know what I'm saying? Let's get that out there. First, because Long Island has a rich hip hop history. Tell me, how does the history of Long Island hip hop influence you today? Oh man, the the history of Long
2: Island hip hop has got to be it one of if not the biggest influence on me. You know, we have people from the from the great who I believe one of the greatest MCs to put together around Rakim, being from Long Island. And then you got mm-hmm. somebody who's an incredibly, you know, political and very big and pro black as far as statement is concerned, and Chuck D being from Long Island. So, you know, when you when you mention those two names alone, it's like you're 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 among you're from an area that's among some of the royalties of hip hop. You can't you, you can't even fathom the amount of influence that just those two alone could have had on me and just anybody else in the game on Long Island. But I'll tell you right now, man, Long Island is rich history, like you said. And more importantly, it's just a place where there's so much talent and so much history that's ingrained in hip-hop. To me, it's a little bit crazy how, how sometimes in a lot of ways, because of the bigger areas in New York, specifically the five boroughs, how Long Island kind of gets a little bit left behind. But you know what? I'm here to keep bringing Long Island to the forefront, man.
1: That's that's my goal. That's what I'm talking about because even – let's not forget EPMD, you yes. know what I'm saying? Let's not forget yes. Method Man as well. well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like when we talk about Long Island, people who really love hip-hop, Or even people who don't know, we're trying to tell you today that long, when you come from a place with an extensive hip-hop history, there's a lot of pressure when it comes to making sure you keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Is that that factual? Absolutely 100% factual. (laughs) And I like the fact that when it comes to your story, you don't have, you don't have, you don't have the easy story of just hip hop, like, yeah, one day I just listened to hip hop, this is what I wanted to do. No, you grind it into find your sound. Tell people, tell people, how did you find your sound and give to the art instead of just doing it just because?
2: Well, like you said, I'd like to think that my story is very unique. Uh, you know, growing up, I, I was born completely deaf in my left ear. So there was a you know, being born with a disability, to be uh to be honest with you, that can for a lot of people hinder your ability to, to succeed and can also hinder your ability to feel like your dream can come true. And I decided that I wasn't going to let either one of those things happen. So, you know, being uh part of a you know, having a disability that literally affects a lot of people, but in my condition it affects one out of every 300,000 people. Mm-hmm. I decided that, as I like to say, I didn't let my disability to become my disability. I acknowledged mm-hmm. the fact that I had it, but I wasn't going to allow it to turn to me for what it is I really wanted to do. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, you know, I was able to do a whole bunch of stuff right off the bat. As a matter of fact, becoming an MC wasn't something I really started to think about until I was maybe around my around age 15 when I was in high school. Like, okay. I knew I could do it, but I really thought that it was something I could do a lot better if I just kind of listened and home and tried to hone in on what I could do. And I listened to a lot of stuff with the greats, you know. Of course, I listened to people from Long Island, like Rock Camp, EPMD, you know, but I, um, um, Chuck D, cause my mom, my mom was a big public enemy fan, but she was be uh, hey. on So, hmm. you know, and matter of fact, funny, funny quick story. When I, when I was a baby, my mom actually ran into Chuck D up in the mall just randomly. Nobody else knew who he was except my mom. I thought that was pretty funny when my mom told me that. But <laughs> but um so I decided at age fifteen I wanted to do it and part of the reason for that also because my mom is a published author and so writing was something is something that she loved to do and it was in her blood. So if it was in her blood, guess what? It was in mine too. So I, I but I took a different route. I wanted to write and I started out being poetic have to be a for what I said, let me put some music behind this. See what I like to do. And then, you know, I'm putting beats from my favorite rapper like Nas and um, uh, you know, Method Man, the Wu Tang Clan you it, Jay Z, you name it, I put beats behind it. And then I started to think about how I was gonna be able to do this when I literally only had one ear. So being that I was all I'm also a classically trained drummer um, it was what I was focused on was just being able to catch the rhythm first. If I could catch the rhythm with my one good ear, everything else was going to be, you know, good for me. So when I was playing in concert band and marching band, whenever I would getting stuck on something, I would literally just tap and try to feel the vibration of the beat in my body so that when I caught the beat, I could easily remember it through this thing called muscle memory. So we eventually – when I was really starting to catch my flow, I started going and started going. It just started kept writing and I graduated from high school, went to college, and for four years in college, I filled up i can't tell you how many notebooks full of rhymes like i It's, it's like when I wasn't working in, working on my education, I was writing rhymes like that, was, that that's what I was doing. When I graduated, I started writing I think I've got enough knowledge now where I could try to start taking this a bit more serious. And then eventually I worked, saved up my money, invested in myself, and put some studio recording equipment in the basement of my house. And when I and now I'm not going to here and lie to you. I didn't know anything about anything. I didn't know what mixing and mastering was. I didn't know what engineering was. I didn't know none of that. I just knew beat, rhyme, microphone, do your thing. And It caught the eye. I ended up recording a mixtape and when I finished my mixtape, I put it out and a local promoter caught wind of it. And I guess you can say the rest is history because here I am talking to you right now. So.
1: (laughs) And it all matches up and that's a beautiful story because well, let's, let's really take it back to what you said that really, really hits the heart. And what it is, is that you said that you were born with a physical disability. My belief of that is, though it may be a physical disability, it shows me that you appreciate the art in such a way that other people take for granted, and that's beat and feeling. You you agree? Right. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Right. Good. good,
2: good. Because, you know, the essence of hip-hop back in the day when it first came up was about the breaks and the beat. So, so that's, right. so that, that's how hip hop was born. So I realized that if I'm gonna do this and do it well, I have to catch that break in the musicality of it. I have to embrace that dog, and that's what I embraced.
1: I love it because I mean that makes you. I'm a comic book head too. So, oh,
2: shut out yeah, right. to Netflix. So am I.
1: All right, so shut out to Netflix because what you what you described to me is how Daredevil sees sound, vibration, um, bass, that gave him the template of what was the area around him so he could see the energy or feel the spirit of things around him. And right. music music gives you the spirit of the world, the emotion, and the feeling of not only the room but the climate in that you're in. What type of feeling do you want people to get that they feel within themselves and they hear within your music when they hear your music?
2: Um, you know, I've always had, now I'm not gonna say it a lie. Again, I have, everybody has people that, you know, has, that think, that are very critical of their music, myself included. So, you know, I don't, I'm, and when it comes down to my music, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I'm not gonna lie about that. But I will say that when other people listen to my music, the first thing that they think about is they realize that my flow is pretty, is without doubt on par. The first thing they notice is my flow. They, they know that without even knowing my story. Because the point was, well the point is I should say, one of the things that I had to, I had to catch was my flow. Because being someone that was born with a physical disability and not being able to hear in in ear, you would think that I would be offbeat or anything. No, because I ended up in the beginning studying how to catch the rhythm and the beat and the musicality. That was something that being a drummer helped me do. So when it came time to be coming, going into learning how to rhyme, when people listen to my music, one of the first things they love commenting on is my flow. They say your flow is impeccable. Like okay. now. There is not one beat that I've rapped on that anybody can say I was off on because I spend a lot of time listening to a beat and really making sure that I can catch the rhythm before I even put a word into a microphone. So the first thing they tell me is my flow is impeccable. The second thing that people will, will talk about in my music that's positive is that lyrically, I say a lot of stuff lyrically that, that Unless you're someone that really pays attention to lyrics, a lot of stuff I say can go over your head. But I, but but I'm one of those people that believes that it's not just having dope punchlines because you could have amazing punchlines. I know some I know some MCs that have incredible punchlines, like that the type of rhyme that you go, oh, did he really say that? You mm. know what I'm saying. But me personally, I like to be able to have bars that go over your head that make you think about it and try to make you wonder where I came up with that. You know, so a lot of people, and I've actually been told by several people, Scotty, you are an underrated barsonist. So like, I've been called a barsonist once, or sure. So you are, you're, lyrically, you're underrated because. The rhyme scheme, the way you rhyme and the things that you say, if, as someone who listens to the lyrics, I have to give you major props for the way you craft things. I like a lot. Sometimes even when I look back to my songs, I go, did I really say that? Did I write that? No, 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 I, it, it's crazy because sometimes I I surprise myself with what I can say. and, and I And I'm the one that wrote it. So they say my bar, my bars are always on point. My flow is impeccable. They love my beat selection because I don't just take any old beat and just rhyme on it. You know, because we everybody has their cup of tea. Everybody has their thing that they just do well. One thing I can say about myself is that I'm very eclectic when it comes down to what I do, and when it comes down to songs, because I don't want to be put in a box of, you know, I'm only able to rap over a specific type of beat, you know? I only can do a specific type of track. I can do, I'm very happy and blessed to say I can go and do several types of tracks and not feel like I'm out of place. You know, you ever you ever listen to a hip-hop song and you hear a rap the song and the first thing you say is, I don't know if this was the right track for that guy.
1: Yep, a lot of times, yes.
2: I've never been told that not that one, that I felt I was out of place on any song I've done because no. I because the thing about me is that I adapt. Mm-hmm. I could I, I'm I'm an I adapt. I'm like I'm like a you know what they call sometimes one person when I was performing with um they heard a bunch of different things in my music and they said you know Scotty Mack you're like a chameleon you can you can blend into any specific. Surface or area, and never feel like you're out of place. So, after, I've been told that once or twice. I, I had to, and I'm not gonna lie. I had to think about that because I'm like, I haven't been called a chameleon before. But you know that, but that's, but that's how a lot of people kind of feel about who I am. And you know, what? it's great to hear those types of things. And then, of course, you know, you have people who are who are overly, who are going to be overly critical. But that's because they're they're kind of those types of people that are maybe, I guess you could say, hard to impress. You have to really put, put an impression upon them. But I'm also somebody that takes constructive criticism really, really well. So that's all That's very
1: that I'm important talking. to grow. That's exactly. very important to grow. Constructive criticism, especially when it's not given to you by a hater. See, that's the thing that's really hard for a lot of people to decipher because when you're in, when you're in the industry or the business of making music, You're making something to show or spread your joy to people. And your joy does not make everybody happy. So getting through the hate and getting through the acknowledgement takes a certain discernment. That brings me to a song that you made called Clap Back. Did you experience some hate? And is that why you made that song?
2: (laughs) I love that you brought that up because absolutely. When I did clap back, I did experience a little bit of hate and, I decided – it. I normally am not someone who gives into that type of thing. But the problem for me was that I felt in that moment I had to say something because I did not want that – I didn't want someone to tell me or make me feel as if they could say what they wanted to say and then I wasn't going to respond simply because that wasn't something I normally did. But that's also the reason why I did respond, because it was something I don't normally do. I had to step out of my comfort zone. So because my comfort zone was just, you know, whenever, haters can say what they're going to say. I'm not going to allow that to deter me. But at that moment, I felt as if if I didn't say something I was going to be seen as if someone that I just didn't I I was going to just allow somebody to walk all over me and and I I am I'm not someone that believes in that like I don't want anybody to feel like I'm this soft person that can be just walking over and stepped on now I did it that once and I told myself I don't feel like I need to do it again now, unless you call me out directly, I'm not going to do it again. Now, if you got, if someone has a problem with that, okay, that's your problem. I'm just going to keep it very, keep it very real, keep it 100. That's your problem. I'm very, very busy, or rather I should say too busy, learning a way to level up in not only my Craft as a hip hop artist, but also my business mind, because this game called hip hop in the music industry is ten percent talent and ninety percent business if the if and if you don't understand that part you're going be you're gonna end up stuck like i'm just, just let, lets let, let's call it state of space you're going to be stuck. So, so, you just have to be surrounding yourself with like-minded people that can get you into that point. And I did, I did what I had to do with Clapback. I left it at that
1: and I kept it moving. Hmm. That's very interesting because the pivotal point of an MC is to test his lyrics and stand his ground. How did right. making, making Clapback make you a better MC? Well,
2: one when I did clapback, it allowed one it allowed me to get a lot of that that raw emotion off of my chest. That was number one because because if you listen to clapback, it's a very raw and gritty song. So I had to get a lot of that raw raw emotion off my chest. But as far as that is concerned, with your question, it made me a better MC because. As a hip-hop artist, as you said, you want to be able to stand your ground and step up to the plate when you're challenged. See, back in the day, if you couldn't do that, there was no way that you could ever find yourself breaking into the game, no matter what type of song you wrote or recorded, simply because – you didn't have the wherewithal to be able to stand your ground and, more importantly, be able to back up your claims of how good you felt that you were. I mean, some of the best rappers in the the history of hip-hop have had to deal with that before. So and I felt that when I did clap back, a lot of the things that I had to say on the song were things that I probably wouldn't have said as as, as another MC. Uh, I, I probably would not wouldn't have said most of those things if I just decided I wasn't going to respond. But again, the raw emotion I had allowed me to get a lot of the things I needed to get said said in a in the way that I said them. And I think more importantly than just what I said and the way I said it, but the fact that I had. I originally wrote Clapback as a, as a song I was just going to do for promotion just because I wanted to get it out. But then when I was, I literally recorded the hook to the song first, heard the hook back without it being fully mixed and mastered and said, nah, I got to do more with this. So I did. And I put it all and I put the song on one of my, on my project called the be, the be about It" EP. And to be honest, it was, Probably one of my, one of, uh, a lot of people who listened to that project, that was one of the songs they really, really liked. That pro- now, I won't lie, that whole project did really well. I had Clapback, uh, a song called Insomniac, and a song called What I'm On. All three of those songs on that project eclipsed 150,000, uh, over 150,000 streams on Spotify. All three of those songs. But,
1: but Sorry. you know why that happened? In my opinion, You came out with an album before that called Devoted. On Devoted, it sounded like you were spreading your wings to show that you can rhyme. But on the Be About It, you had more focus to structure that not only do you rhyme, but you're very proficient at it. Since you brought it up, let's talk about the song Be About It. Matter of fact, let's not talk about the song Be About It. Let's go into the project itself. Okay. The 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 Scotty Mac album cover of the Be About It EP is in three D, which you pointing at the buyer or listener. What message did you want to send to them with that three D cover before they heard your music? Simple. I don't talk about it. I be about it
2: because mm-hmm. a lot of people. The the as a matter of fact that when the after the very first uh the intro to the song, which is called the, the album, which is called um is Mr. the Mac Classroom. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, I'm actually a school teacher. So, so I actually had a student of mine come in and and help me record that. So that was actually pretty cool. Not gonna lie. But, but um, what was great about that was when I with the cover, I want. I'm always somebody. If you ask anybody, I've always been someone that believed that simple but bold is the best statement you can make. It may be simple, but you want it to be bold. You want it to be something that, although it seems like it's a very simple and small thing, it makes a bold statement. So when I when I when I got that cover design, I picked that picture for a reason because I'm pointing, and the fact that I'm pointing was what made was what made that so poignant because I'm pointing at you. I'm saying I'm not just talking about it I'm being about my being about my business being about who I am and I'm letting you know that when you listen to this album you're going to understand exactly what I'm talking about so the I picked that picture specifically for that reason it's interesting that you brought that up because nobody's ever asked me about that so welcome um, to Heritage Hip Hop. Hey my man. I appreciate that, my man. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> ever really asked me about that, man. So okay. so you know, um, I wanted people to know that, that I, I I was making a very bold statement there. That I'm not just talking about it, I'm being about it. And then after I did Mr. Max Classroom, the very first full track was the song Be About It. And that was intentional. Okay. That was intentional. I, I did that because Right at the end of the intro, I said, don't just talk about it. You got to be about it. Mm-hmm. And so and, it, so, and then the point was, when I said that, I wanted the song to convey the message
1: of why I don't talk about it, I be about it.
2: I so, like that. And that was intense.
1: I like that, man, because I got a confession to make. All right? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. When I first heard you, I knew there was something going on. And you telling me about your your lack of hearing made it perfectly clear. Because like when you whenever I listen to an MC or listen to music or anything, the beat is not always the first thing I hear. I listen for the spirit of the song first, which sounds funny to a lot of people. Let me explain. If you don't have a good beat or the beat's full of air, it has ghost in it. That's why I say I say spirit. So a ghosting in hip-hop comes around a lot, and I, I get turned off a lot because it, it gives me headaches, right? But I heard some of the beats, and I was like, okay, this is a little unorthodox. This is a different sound. Okay. Then when I heard you talk, I said, aha, there's something going on here with his speech. Okay. When I heard the speech, then I heard how it blended with the music, I said, okay, he kind of found his sound. Because you have a video with a young lady on the couch with you. My fiance My shout fiance. out to the fiance fiance yes. shout shout you out. we' gonna make sure we shout out the fiances and the moms yes. and everybody all right you got that right <laughs> so there's a video with you, with her and and, and and you're clapping it up and you're you're talking about you know your devotion you're talking about your, your 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 commitment to not only her in the video but to but the game and your rhyme style right i could I could tell that when you rhyme. You're cognizant of not making music. You're cognizant of the message in your music. What is the story of Scotty Mack? Like, why is he doing this? You know, you know you can, but what is the mission of his music? The mission of Scotty Mack's music is
2: very simple. I want everyone to know that just because I am I have a speech impediment. I was born half death, That does not necessarily mean that my dream is unattainable. So mm. I want people to be inspired by my by my story because I've heard a lot of people, they understand and hear I have a speech impediment. But what they love is the fact that I have so much confidence in what I'm doing that half the time, that me, you know, I did have the time, all of the time when I'm recording and doing music, I know it's there, but I rhyme like I don't even care that it's there. I so like I you. literally so I literally just say I know I have it, but that's not stopping me. What what? This is something I've been grinding for since I was fifteen years old. I'm thirty three years old now. Why would I, why am I, Thank you. Why on earth would I sit here and say that I can't do something because my speech is impeded or because you know I, I was born half deaf? I would be doing my students that I've been teaching for the last five years. I'd be doing my students a disservice because how I ever try to teach them outside of the content I teach them is you can do anything if you put your mind to it. I would be doing them a complete disservice if if I didn't do the same thing I'd be trying to teach them to do, period. So I'm not doing that to my students. I'm not doing that to them. And my students know that I rap and i they, they 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 go home and tell their parents I'm a famous rapper and I let them have that. That's fine. Um uh, you know, I'm still, mm-hmm. still grinding. So, you know, mm-hmm. but it it's great to know that. But more importantly, I like I said, I want my students to know that you can do anything. There is nothing that you can't do if you don't work if you don't, if you work at it and you really put your mind and heart and soul into it, you can do anything. If it means having the best jump shot, if it means being the best wide receiver, if it means being, like, the best quarterback where you can make Patrick Mahomes money, shout out to Patrick Mahomes on his $450 million contract extension, by the way. Congratulations. Really? <laughs> um, okay. Had to had, had to throw that in there because you know uh, you know that, that he's one of ours. That's a black quarterback. He's one of ours. He's one of the best to play in the game, right? If I have to shout out, but more importantly, I just want to. If 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 you had to just sit there and say I want to do this, but if you have to say but after that, you need to think about taking that but out of your vocabulary. Period. facts.
1: Let me ask you, what 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 age do you teach? I teach middle school grades five through eight. Okay, because I'm a teacher as well, and I have a point to make when when I'm in the classroom to every parent that comes in. I say every child has a right to learn, and every child has a right to be taught. Those are two different things that a lot of people don't think about: is teaching and learning. Since you've been an MC, what did you teach to your listener, and what did you learn from your audience?
2: What I taught my listeners is that I'm unafraid. I have I have no fear in my heart and in my soul of what I am doing because of the things that should quote unquote hinder me from being great. I, you know, my speech impediment, my my hearing disability. I, I I'm unafraid of I'm unafraid of failure. <laughs> if you let's just stop playing. If you are afraid to fail, you are doomed to fail. I've made plenty of mistakes in my past uh, when it came down to what I was doing as an MC. I've made a lot of mistakes, but you know what? Those mistakes made me better. I learned from those things. So I I wanted – I want to teach my listeners and my fans that there is nothing that I am afraid of when it comes down to this. I'm willing to do what it takes to be great. Now, what I've learned from my listeners is that my listeners not only believe in what I'm doing just because they listen to my music, but they motivate me to not only continue what I do – but be better at what I do every single day. And they and they and we've all had I've had moments when I where I literally I kid you not I literally just was on my Facebook page and about two or three years ago I was on the verge of just saying, You know what? I don't wanna do this anymore. I was it I was very close to just telling myself this isn't is is not worth it, and right. I had to take that step back and figure out what made what was happening, and what ended up happening with me is that I had a lot of people tell me there is no way that we as your listeners and as your fans are going to allow you to think that you could just take the easy way out. Why? Because you work too damn hard to get to where you are at this point. We're not gonna. We're not gonna allow you to just take the easy way out and just say, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. So you've worked way too damn hard. So we're not letting. And that's. And I think that's the biggest thing I learned for my listeners is that my listeners have given me the confidence to say, and continue to give me the confidence to say, I can continue to do this no matter what. And I've learned from them that quitting is not an option.
1: I quitting love that. Shout option. out to your listeners. That's dope. That's, that means that you really have a core audience that loves and cares for not only your sound but for you as a person. Yes. So shout out to them. But see, that's another thing about hip-hop that's really, really interesting is that you know when people mess with you, when they really, really get behind you. And you have a partner, the Kid J, and y'all have a project together. Yes, true. To right? How did that come how did that come together and, and what is it like working with an MC that believes in you to a point where y'all want to do a project together?
2: Oh man. So I'm, man man, you 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 you, you just killing me right now, man. I love <laughs> I love doing this. I love this because, you know what, that this is a project that you know, we have, it's funny, the uh the kid Jay and I just recently on my Instagram live about a week or so ago, we actually did a review for all of us uh, for on my Instagram live of the project, because we put the project out last July, so the project mm-hmm. and and just letting y'all know there's some there'll be something new there there could there could be something new rather coming for that uh real soon. Hope the kid Jay and I so be on the lookout for that. But um, when it came down to it, what happened was back in 2016, mm-hmm. Jay and I the the kid Jay and I were both releasing solo projects in the same month.
1: Nice. So
2: with within 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 about a week and a half or so of each other. So Jay in two thousand sixteen we were releasing a project called A Small Thing to a Giant. And I was releasing a project called The Be of uh, the Get To Know Me E P. So we decided we are only what we not only were we going to collaborate on a uh a party because what we did was we did a double album release party to celebrate both of our projects. Mm -hmm. And that night we actually, him and I, we sat down about a couple of weeks before the party and we came up with an idea to do a track. Him and I were going to do a track together that was going to end the night. So we did a track together. The track was called On Your Mark. And we did that song together that was specific for that night. So we were performing. People loved it. I put it on my SoundCloud for a little while. Then Jay and I got to talking. And we said we loved working together and collaborating on the, on the party and the song. We said, I called Jay up and I said, yo, Jay, how would you feel about putting together an entire project with, the, uh, with just the two of us? And Jay didn't hesitate. He said, let's do it. Mm. So over the so over the next three years, from 2017 until 2020, no, 2019, rather, 2016 to 2019, excuse me, Jay and I put together an idea for a project, and we recorded songs for this project. Now, not mind you, it took us three years to do it because Jay dropped a couple of things on the in-between. I dropped my album Devoted in 2017. Jay dropped a couple of singles, of project in two thousand eighteen. You know, and I, uh, you know, I was doing a bunch of stuff, you know, solo and it. But we always came back together and talked about our uh, our project, and we did it. And we came up with this idea for the project that we wanted to have a project that just did not sound like your typical collaborative project. Nice. And the one thing, and the one thing I loved about Jay. Is that he is one of the best writers as far as bars and lyrics are concerned. And what I loved about working with him is that Jay challenged me lyrically. Like nice. he he like I, when he spit something. I kid you not, my man. When he did something, he recorded it. I literally had to say, you know what let me not spit what I wrote right now because I have to go back to the drawing board and figure out how I'm going to match, if not sound better than you just did. So he challenged me lyrically on this entire project. And I got to say, this was probably, as far as lyrics are concerned, my best work. I like, It was my best work. And I could not, I can't thank the kid Jay enough for being so open and, not, and more importantly, he was just so easy to work with. He was incredibly easy to work with because there was nothing that I said or nothing that he said that we disagreed on.
1: Okay.
2: But, but more importantly, we didn't just become a bunch of yes men. If we felt something could have done, been done better, we made that happen. We didn't just decide to put on a collaborative project because we wanted to, we wanted it to be something that was incredibly incredibly dope where if so one of the reasons that's one of the biggest reasons why it took three years to drop the project because other than just having our own things going on, we weren't going to put on a collaborative project that we weren't that we weren't proud of and shout out to the kid Jay again man for being such an amazing partner on this project. It's amazing. If you haven't heard it find it called destination everywhere and it's available everywhere man so check it out
1: and you'll know it from that orange cover <laughs> that cover <Yeah>. stands out
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah we we jay and i are both like jay and i are both big video game fans so when okay. we created the cover we he, it was like it's almost like one of those classic covers for like you know
1: super Nintendo. Duck hunt. it looked like duck Hunt. it looked like duck hunt right <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I saw it. And I was like I was like, this is Duck Hunt. This is Nintendo. Right, right. <laughs> now 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 see that's dope because now you're incorporating everything into your life, into your creation. And one more question I want to ask you before we start breaking down is Stigmata Productions is who does your sound. Yes. and and, and there's something very deep I want to ask you about I can't ask you about the name I'd rather ask them because we know the stigmata is when blood comes from somebody's body from a holy um, exorcism or something you know what I'm saying but when you go through a stigmata you get an enlightenment to change your life or change your perspective on life how did stigmata productions change your way of listening and hearing music to produce music
2: The best thing that ever happened to my career was meeting Stigmata, and I'm going to tell you why. Because when I first started getting my name out there performing and doing things based off the mixtape I did, a lot of the people that I did shows with and showcases and met, they all went to him to get their music done. And when I heard the stuff that he did, I was like, I want to work with this guy, but I wasn't just going to walk up to the man and say, Hey, I want to work with you. I had to give him something, just show him some type of work ethic that I had to just walk into his studio. And eventually I taught, when I got a chance to talk to him, not only is he, not only was he incredibly down to earth, but he's incredibly knowledgeable of music and his engineering skills are top notch. Like, like I can always say his studio and this man is incredible. Like it, I, the first time I went in the studio, I didn't even record anything. I just sat in the studio for three hours and watched it work with some of the people I knew. And I said, I'd to work with this guy. And two weeks after being in that studio, watching him work, I was in the studio recording. And he has been my main, uh, uh, mix master engineer. He's been my main audio engineer for the last five years. I have, I, I almost, like, the album devoted was completely produced, mixed, and mastered by him. Um, uh, so, and then a lot of my other, a lot of my music, all of my music over the past four and a half, five years has been, except for the first mixtape I put out, which for this moment, I still can't remember where I have it. But um, I know every song from 2015 on that I've put out professionally was done by him. He did all the mixed master and engineer. So shout out to Stigmata. He really had a big impact on my career and my life because he's done – he's been in the industry for a very long time. And, you know, he's someone that does everything so well, And but he takes everything with a grain of salt. But one for he's extremely humble about what he does. And he taught me what it meant to be humble. He's given me a lot about being humble but staying hungry. Mm-hmm. And that and that's how he's enlightened my life and my career as an MC because you it's great to say that you have those like minded people around you because those are the type of people that are always going to be honest with you but all they're always honest with you because they want to see you win so and anything that comes up that man's studio was incredible so shout out to
1: my man for and the a man that he and with that being said, everybody, we want Scotty Mac to drop his social media, and then we're going to finish out our interview with our questions, our, our final questions. So go ahead. Drop, drop your social media so everybody knows where to, get, where to contact you and get your all message. All right, all right. So you can
2: catch me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Mac 40 That's at M-R-M-A-C-040 on Instagram. You can catch me on both Facebook and Twitter at ScottyMac40, that's scottymac Y M A C four zero on both Twitter and on Facebook. And those are my main pieces of social media. If you want to talk any business, you can also email me at ScottyMacENT at gmail.com. You can also contact my management, and his email is RoguesP.DRR at com. Shout out to my manager and my business father, Rogues P, for being amazing as well. But that's where y'all can
1: catch me at, man. All right, everybody out there that's listening, this is this is Karev, and you already know what I'm about to say. Go stream the music. Streaming is good, but it would be better to purchase the music. Streaming is good if you just want to check them out, but if Scotty has music that you really like, we ask of you to please purchase the music because not only are you showing into his talent, you're also ensuring yourself more music to come and Bob, the bottom line is we have to believe in our artists by financially supporting them and not just streaming. We always spend a dollar on a scratch off or something to drink. take the ninety nine cents to buy a single and if the and if you want to hit the whole project, please spend the seven eight, nine, or ten dollars that it is to support the movement and ensure that they stick around and they give us more music that you love all right? so with, with that being said, Mr. Mac, it's time for the rapid fire questions, which are not yes, no questions. See, my main interview talk is, is you telling your story, but the second part of the interview tells every, shows everybody your depth and what you know and what you love about not only the art but of yourself. Are you ready to go? Let's go. Okay. I specifically didn't talk about your single out right now for this part of the interview. All right? So don't, I didn't forget. All right? So here we go. The first Let's question out. is, what song or album perfectly describes your life? And it has to be music that you did not create. It has to come from another artist. Oh, okay.
2: Um, <laughs> this is pretty easy for me. Illmatic by Nas. And why, why why
1: Illmatic? What made Illmatic
2: define you? The poetic justice that that album does and more importantly, just the incredible art that was thrown into every song and the amount of care that was thrown into my only the production, but the Lyrics for, and, and then how it just seems to be a reflection of Nas's life is something mm-hmm. I don't take for granted because that's something, as I said earlier, is something I try to convey in a lot of my music. So, just talking about being inspiring, but more importantly, making sure that you understand I can also put a few incredible bars together. and Nas has some really interesting bars on there. And you know what? He's definitely ill. And Elmatic is easily, easily something I will put in that without question.
1: Now, understanding that's where you come from, let's talk about who you are. The Get to Know Me, S-C-O-T-T-Y, song is the new single out right now. That Elmatic talked about your life. What are you giving to the public when it comes to your life and your new music?
2: with my new music my song get to know me funny story about how that came about that Mm -hmm. actually was one of the first songs i recorded with stigmata and that was back in 2015. i recorded that song back in 2015. now everybody's sitting there wondering that song is crazy hot why'd you wait so long i'll get to that in a minute but it comes down to the song the song is called get to know me the reason why I love that because if you remember the song "Represent" on Elmatic, um, if you remember the song "Represent," you heard the you heard "Represent, Represent, Hey, Hey, Represent." So I modeled the hook to the song kind of like that, but I said to myself, if "I'm gonna put a song out, song out like that. I'm gonna have to say my name somewhere in here." So I got on there, and then when I heard the beat, I literally put the beat on loop, and I'm just listening to it. Listening to it. And I said, let me stop for a second. Let's see if I can throw it. So I said to myself, T Y mac S-C-O-T-T-Y-MAC, and it fit. So I said, let me write a pre-chorus. song. I wrote a pre-chorus. Then I wrote the regular chorus, went back, and I said, oh, this is crazy. So then I said, I'm going to call the song Get to Know Me. And why I call the get to know me is because the song, as I as I like to say, when somebody asks me about it, the song is an introduction of who I am to the people that don't know me, and a reintroduction for the people who do. So, okay. so if you so if you don't know me, listen to get to know me, and it'll tell you a little bit about me. If you do know me, but you think you might have forgotten, go listen to the song; it'll tell you about me. So I decided that you know i didn't put it out properly or because one i didn't really know what that was about that's number one i didn't know what to do with that and number two the timing just was not right for that song to hit the masses yet so i wanted to wait now five years is a long time to wait but i ended up putting it out and everybody got a chance to hear it now no lie I've actually been performing this song for the same amount of time i since I recorded it. I've performed this song all over the country. I've performed it everywhere. So but at any time that people have seen me perform, they'll say, We love all your music, but that one song is the song that everybody remembers. And that's why whenever I've gone places and people see me, they go, Yo, S C O double T I'm at Yep, and I go, Yep, that's me. That's me. God. And that makes me, and that makes me feel real good. Like something that I did on that stage resonated with you to remember that. So, uh, so that's why I ended up, you know, putting a song out on my birthday this year because it was because I sat there with my management and everybody and we said, it's time. It's time for you to put this out. So crazy enough, I put it out during the middle of a global health pandemic. But you know what? It was a good time for me to put it out because everybody was home listening to music. So I've been finding new music to listen to. So I know I had a lot of people kept asking me, when is it, when you got a new, when you got new music coming out? When do you have new music coming out? When do you have new music coming out? And I said, man, okay, now's the time for me to do it. So get to know me the new single
1: available everywhere, y'all. That's right. All right. So here we go. The next question I want to ask you is, what is the song that has the most meaning to you that actually changed your life?
2: Oh wow. Um, there's a lot that I could say there, but if I had to pick one song in particular,
1: I would have to say... It was probably one mic by Knox. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't even even want to cut you off right there. One mic is very introspective. That's about a man coming to his center. How did it affect you or bring you to your center? It allowed me to
2: understand that that was when I heard that from me. Because you know, I was somebody at the time when the song came out that was still struggling, trying to understand his disability, and I was getting made fun of for it. I was bullied okay. for it, um, and I didn't really know how to come to my center at that age. But when I got older and I started to really embrace who I was as a young man, I would go back and listen to One Mike because I had because now I was starting to understand the message behind the song. A man, a young man coming to his center. When I really started to hone in more on that and I started to really feel that, how that song was going to affect me, it was after I graduated from college and I decided at 22 years old I wanted to take my career more serious as an MC. So I went back and listened to One Mike and that was the mo that day I listened to that song and I wanted to take my career more serious. I listened to One Mike and I said, I've got it. It's time for me to stop kidding myself and realize that I've now reached my center. I've now reached the where I need to be in my own mind, and in my own frame of mind, I should say, because now I have a lot more confidence to take this on, and I had to ground myself and motivate myself to get there first. And I want everybody to understand that sometimes what it's going to take in anything you do in life is you find anybody can motivate you, but if you need to find something or someone that will motivate you and latch on to that, because there's going to be a lot of things that keep you from doing the things that you want to do, including people that tell you you shouldn't. I've been told that, but I said to myself, I'm not going to allow what everybody else has to say to stop me. One mic brought me there. So one mic
1: is definitely my track. So then, how centered were you when you made the song Bless, Sweat, and Tears"?
2: <laughs> that was another angry track for me. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, that was another <laughs> that was another angry track for me because it's again mm-hmm. another wrong gritty song. But when I, if you want to talk about how centered I was when I did it, when I made that song, I was centered because it took because my whole thing was when i put when you put your blood sweat and tears into something that you want so badly you have to be centered to do that you can't just think you right. put your blood you you can't just put your blood sweat and tears into something but your not but your but your mind body and soul isn't centered into it you have to you you have to bring your whole self to it if you're going to put your blood sweat and tears into something so that's why so i think that's probably the best answer i could give to that
0: great
1: See, we listen to the music, man.
2: <laughs>
1: so, here's the next question. Um, the remix is one of the most pivotal parts of hip-hop that has been forgotten. That seems to be coming back now, where people will take a song and add another beat to it or add other people to the song to make a song, you know, have a, better, a more shelf life or it'll make it pop. I want to ask Scotty Mac, what is the greatest remix in hip-hop history?
2: Oh, damn it. Uh, the greatest remix in hip-hop history. Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. Whew. Oh, man. This is what I have to really think about, because there's been, been incredible remixes in the history of hip-hop. There have been so many incredible remixes. Oh, man. um, Wow. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. I mean you could go in any, I mean you can go in a lot of different eras.
1: Sure. What's your answer? <laughs>
2: uh, wow. Um, wow. You know what? This will probably get me I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say the the rock remix of All About the Benjamins. Okay. Uh, That's a good one. The reason why I say that is because the original All About the Benjamins had a lot, but what when I had to give the, a lot of the, the it was very clever to add like that rock remix behind what everybody said. As a matter of fact, I remember hearing that one before I heard the original All About the Benjamins. I remember yeah. that when I was younger, and then I went back with the, because because remember, but then again, everybody heard that one line with you know with with, with Diddy and the song All About the Benjamins. <laughs> you know, everybody everybody heard that one line, and I was like, that was the one line I remembered. And then I heard the rock remix, and I went back and heard the rest of the whole song with, you know, with Lil' Kim and Lox and, you know, of course, Biggie at the end. And I said, oh, this remix is crazy. To this day, if I want to, like, really, like, get myself kind of motivated when I'm working out, sometimes I put that on just so I could you know, you know, get myself get myself kind of amped up, and it has happened. It's been dope, so I'll say that one. That's that's the one I can take off the top of my head.
1: That's a great answer. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, this is all your depth and your look on the music. So my question then is: See, you've done tracks with other artists like Alpha Male, Arson. You did tracks with the Kid J, right? And. Yeah. In hip hop, the feature artist always comes around. I-, I think people do it too much. I can't stand an album where I buy an album listening to you and it's like every, every song is somebody else and you want three songs by yourself. I hate mm-hmm. that. But being able to be a feature artist or have feature artist means you bring something special to the track. But sometimes the feature artist can outshine the main artist on the track. So, my question to you is who is the best feature artist? slash, who
2: had the best guest 16 in hip-hop history to you? Ooh. <laughs> okay. The be- Ooh. Uh, mm. Okay. So, I'm going to say this, and this might be a little bit of an unpopular answer, but one of the best featured artists I'm going to say was on the song Forever when Eminem was on there. Because that, okay. that I'm going to say in that one, I'm going to tell you why I say that. Because for a long time, We didn't hear Jack from Eminem. For a lot of reasons, Eminem was dealing with addiction and all kind of stuff. So we didn't hear anything. And then here comes this young man named Drake, who is essentially looking to take the whole game over. And he has he put you know, he's on Young Money, so of course he took the song out forever. He's got Kanye West on there. He's got Lil Wayne. And then out of nowhere, here comes Eminem. And I was like, wait a minute, where did he come from? Like, where did he come from? And all of a sudden, when he comes out, it's like, it was one of the best, that was one of the best verses I had heard from him in God knows how long. And it was crazy to hear, cause I'm like, at first I was in there going, I hadn't, because I didn't even see the video for the song yet. I said, come out, is that Eminem?
1: So I, I said rewind,
2: I went back, I rewound, I went back to where I had the song, I said, let me go back and play yourself song again. So I played the song again and I was like, yo, that's Eminem. And it was like, why do I say that verse was so dope for him? I said that verse was so incredibly dope for him because when he jumped on that track, for the Feature 16, it was like he was reminding everybody, hey, my name's Marshall, and I can find <laughs> Y'all, so you know, shout! <laughs> I have to give that one to Eminem just because it was like his—it was like kind of like what I did with Get to know Me. It was like his reintroduction, like I'm back now. Especially cause, you know he was dealing with the death of, death of proof and all of that. So, and I, I really have to give Eminem a lot of credit for that one. There's so many things I could say, but that one's the one I had to pick.
1: Love it. So then, my next question to you, then goes to this aspect of hip-hop. The part of being an artist is to get everybody to appreciate your creation. If you could create your perfect track, who would do the beat and who would feature on it? And look, dead or alive, no restrictions.
2: Okay, glad to hear that. So, I would... (laughs) My producer for the beat would have to be Jay Dilla.
1: Ooh, okay.
2: I'll pick, pick Jay Dilla, and if I, and my feet and the featured artist on the track, I would have to say Tupac,
1: Pop, Scotty Mac, and Jay Dilla. Yes. Hmm. Okay, that sounds interesting. So then, my next question would be: In today's climate, we're looking at the belief of Black Lives Matter versus the lie of the Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, which comes down to police brutality. We see economic disparity right now in the world with a lot of people on unemployment, racism, classism, patriotism, and everything at an all-time high. My question to you is, what is the MC's responsibility in hip-hop where not only do they represent the culture, but they speak to the culture in today's times?
2: The MC's responsibility is not only to just speak, but join in on finding ways to combat these things that you are talking about. The hip-hop community and 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 the community of the MC is something that is without doubt that you cannot, as an MC, just turn a blind eye to this. You have a, the hip hop community has always been something. And this is something that a lot of people forget. Everybody talks about all the elements of hip hop. Mm-hmm. One of the element, the one element of hip hop that a lot of people seem to conveniently forget is knowledge. Hmm. Okay. We hmm. are literally watching watching a time in the world where knowledge of self and knowledge of what's going on in the world is so much more paramount than ever before. So as an MC, we have a responsibility with our gift, with our talent, with our knowledge of what's happening to bring this to the limelight in a, in only the ways that we know how. Yep. So so because everybody's going to have their own way. Now, here's the difference. Everybody can't go out there and rap, but if you have that gift that God gave you, use it. I mean, we've seen we've seen the likes of so many people go out there and stand up there. We've seen Jay Cole protest. We've seen. Kendrick Lamar protest. I'm, you know, I I saw, I've seen wrapped up like Casanova from, well, Casanova Two X from Brooklyn out there protesting. I We have a voice. We need to, we so we need to use our voice and we need to use our celebrity to bring again that thing of that element of hip hop that a lot of people seem to lose, and that's knowledge. We need to bring that knowledge to the streets. We need to bring because eventually. We need to use this gift to attack racism police. I mean, we've seen that in the past. NWA is one of the best examples of it. Ice T, one of the best examples. I mean, with I mean, I'm not telling you anybody to go out there and like, go out there and kill cops. But God please God. We don't need to see more violence right now. It's bad enough that we're being killed all the time. But what I am saying is we have a responsibility in the hip hop community to speak on this in a way that nobody else can. We have so many different ways of expression. And we have rap- rapping, we have DJing, we have we have dancing, we have graffiti, and we have knowledge. And that's what I love about being an educator. Being a teacher, it means I, can, I have more than one way. I can speak on it being a rapper. You know, especially after what happened with George Floyd, a lot of my sixth graders were so upset because they have never experienced anything like this. Me being a teacher and over thirty years old, I have. I've, I've experienced racial profiling. I've experienced, you know, watching being pro, being you know profiled by police officers because of the color color of my skin. I've seen violence on black uh, black people being, you know, violated by police brutality, I've seen it all I've seen people die from it it's unfortunate but the fact, that is, the fact is being in the hip hop community, I'm going to say it again I know I'm repeating myself but I need to make sure y'all understand what I'm saying we in the hip hop community have a responsibility to this and we need to use our gifts use it in any way shape or form
1: that's right now with that being said, everybody, once again, this is Kareb, and we're on the line with Scotty Mack. Make sure you go check him out on all streaming media, and if there's music that you love, please purchase. Streaming is good, but purchasing is power, and show your power by supporting our culture, our art, our music, and our artists. So this kind of sounds like going to be like an answer that you answered before, but I have to ask this question because this is the most important question I ask when every first interview of anybody who comes on Heritage Hip Hop, which means you always have an open door to come back, especially when you have any projects coming out or anything that you want to talk about, all right? No doubt, no doubt. And the most important thing I'm going to ask you is about this. One day you're not going to be on the earth anymore, and we pray that that does not happen anytime soon, especially in the time of covid and in this climate, we don't wish that on anybody. So may the Most High bless you, and may you have an abundant life, especially for you and your fiancé. May it be abundant for you both, okay? Absolutely. Appreciate it. But in a 1,000 years, there's going to be an earthquake in Long Island. Water is going to rush in. Water is going to wash away all all the, all the chaos. And, uh, and, and your yeah, students, 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 Three generations or whatever, farther down the line, are going to walk past this, this, this hole. And in this hole, they're going to see something shine because a rock is going to move. My story's going somewhere. Be patient. No, <laughs> and, no problem. And, 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 and in that hole, they find a weird contraption. You want to know what that contraption's called? You want to know right. what it is? It's called a laptop. Because <laughs> they don't use those in the future. And then and, and they're going to open this laptop, and they're going to be introduced to your music for the first time. My most important question to you is, what is the legacy that you left in the world that made it better because you did music? Yes, thank
2: you for asking this question. Because what's interesting about it, I was just having a conversation with someone recently about my music, about my career. And and they asked me, what do you want to do with this? at the end other than what I'm already doing and I said I'm not trying to ju- I'm not trying to just make a mark I'm trying to leave a legacy I'm trying to mm-hmm. I am trying to do something that when I'm gone like you said not anytime soon but when but when you know when I get called home I want my children and their children and my grandchildren and their children and their children from generations to come to know that there was something more, I did something more than just rap. I left something behind with it. And what I wanted, what I want my legacy to be is this legacy of never giving up and always looking to persevere. I want to leave a legacy of perseverance and professionalism behind. I don't want to just be somebody that you know, just did music. And, you know, I just did it and, and logged in a completely huge catalog of music over the time that I was in MC. But I want there to be a message of perseverance. I want them to understand my story. I want them to know that there's a message behind everything that I say, regardless of the emotion. I want them to know that this is something that you can do too. Because... I was told I couldn't, and more importantly, I was told I should because I, because I was given and because I have, a, I have an impediment in my speech. But, I persevered and I told, I told myself, myself and I told everybody else, just because these things exist in me doesn't mean that I'm disabled from doing. And that's the
1: legacy I want to leave. So with that, everybody, we're leaving the message that if you want to, you can. And if you believe that you can, you will. Don't ever doubt yourself. Let the world doubt themselves, but you have to believe in you. Because through your belief, not only can you aspire those close to you, but you can touch the ears and the life of those that you will never see, and they'll thank you for being the example of what they are, what they can become, and who else they can aspire from your example. And with that being said, this is Karev with Scotty Mack on Heritage Hip Hop. Everybody, we say peace, and we out. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate it, man.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. Scotty Mack teaches us very important lessons in his music. Not only did he overcome a physical disability of deafness in his ear, he taught himself that he can. And belief in yourself, belief in oneself, is going to determine who you are and what you will be when it comes to life. Because no matter what people say or what people think, Your belief in yourself, your connection with the higher power that fortifies that belief in yourself will prove to you that if you think you can, you will. And if you believe that you will, you will do. And believing and doing is two different things because you put the mental power to the physical attributes and beautiful things are made from it. So salute to Scotty Mac for not doubting himself and giving the world music and his truth and a truth of belief the power of belief, and moving forward in life no matter what life gives you. This episode of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast is brought to you by Transparent Credit Repair, the superheroes of the financial literacy and credit repair world. Open your wallet to receive money and not to pay off debt. To clear debt, you may want to fix your credit. And to do such, you can contact Transparent Credit Repair at www.transparentcreditrepair.com and you can call them at 862 Tell them Heritage Hip Hop sent you And look for the surprise to come with it once again we thank you for supporting heritage hip-hop and we ask that you continue to support us by visiting our website www.heritagehiphop.com to see all that we highlight when it comes to hip-hop and in august we have our heritage hip-hop awards coming so please stay tuned to see who wins the award for project of the year our govmatic award for pushing the hip-hop culture forward and maybe a surprise will come as well but we need you to pay attention so please Join us at www.heritagehiphop.com for more. Also, we have a lot of videos that have come out. And if you want to see some of our past interviews with like Trench, Do It All, or our past podcast interviews with Crime Faces, Billy Dan's Yo-Yo, a hip-hop legend, you can go to our YouTube page and look at our playlist and pick an artist that interests you. And see what we have to offer. We are dedicated to this hip hop culture and to the and to the Most High God that lives within you that created hip hop. If you'd like to donate to Heritage Hip Hop, we have a Cash App and donate button on the website. Every dollar that you give builds this platform. And if you want to build um, run some apparel to help us build the platform, you want to wear a shirt, get a, a hoodie or something, you could go to www.storefrontier.com/slash heritage hip-hop and look at many of the things we have to offer on the website we also highlight other stores such as new jersey black print and we have more to come i have to give a shout out to the people who will help make this possible shout out to fatty's place f-a-d-d-y-s-p-l-a-c-e on instagram who help us with our social media and if you're looking for a virtual a virtual media assistant to help Make your social media pop. Contact Fatty's Place. I'd like to give a shout out to Fire Jaws, F I R E J A W S. He is a proficient MC on the mic, and he also does marketing, promotion, and placement. He runs Wildfire Marketing. If you'd like to talk to him about getting your art or getting your product placed, promoted, and, and put at a value place in the stratosphere, please contact him on Instagram at F I R E J A W S. Shout out to Lex Diamonds of Diamonds Entertainment LLC, D-I-E-M-E-N-Z Entertainment LLC, and Adyar, A-H-D-A-Y-A-R, on YouTube, who have their own shows coming very soon. Adyar has the big A show, which is called Podcasting with Friends, where we talk about everything going on in the world, be it entertainment, sports, politics, And some wild stuff as well. So if you want to see season one of the show, go to his YouTube page, A-H-D-A-Y-A-R. And season two is coming soon. Once again, I thank you for listening to Heritage Hip Hop's podcast. This is Karev and I enjoy talking and sitting and learning with you. And with that being said, we say peace and we out.